listening to UK3 Radio Podcasts. Hello, I'm Emma Parkin and welcome to The World at Large. Each week we bring you one story that shapes our culture, environment and our basic humanity. However, we've decided to try something different. We're going to tell one story over many weeks. It's a story that a reporter in the United States has been working on for six years as he's followed one small team of campaign workers over the course of that time. It's not only a fascinating look into how political campaigns are actually won or lost in America, as told by the people who were there, but as you'll see, it's about so much more. But I don't want to spoil the cabbage for you, so without any further ado, we bring you Battleground. You know, when you talk to people who no longer work on campaigns, they'll tell you that they sleep more, they eat better, they actually get to see their family, but they'll also tell you that they miss it. They miss the excitement, even the anxiety of election night. They'll tell you about the nights they won, and they'll probably skip over the nights they didn't. For the rest of us, campaigns are really just a spectator sport. It's our guy versus yours, and only one person wins. It makes us feel like we're engaged, which is noble, but probably a lie. The truth is, for most of us, we're watching because it's a soap opera. It's become entertainment, or, you know, at least until a year ago. However, for those who work on campaigns, it's much more than that. Some do it for a sense of purpose, some because they're just lost in life, others do it for money, of which there isn't much, and some just do it for power. It's a life I was always fascinated by, and so in 2011, when I was offered a job by an internet startup company to follow a campaign in Wisconsin, I took it. Ultimately, the candidate I was following lost, and I went home. My adventure in campaigns, I thought, was over. Hi, JD. This is Lindsay from uh, the Samuels Campaign in Wisconsin. How are you? Uh, could you give Tack Davis a call when you get a chance, please? Let me give you a number. <clears throat> We're in New Hampshire, 603 603- Hey, buddy, it's JD calling from uh, from Wisconsin. Oh, hi, hi. Um, uh, Attack is just getting out of a meeting. Uh, let me see if I can grab him. JD. Hey, Tech. Hey, listen, I'm with Congressman Donnellan up here in New Hampshire. We're about to announce on Wednesday. Don't say that to anyone. Okay. Yeah, I won't. Great. Anyway, listen. I'm wondering if you're interested in joining the campaign and doing some sort of weekly podcast for the website. Tech, I thought you hated me. No, no. I I watched what you put together, um, Battleground. I thought it was fair, for the most part. People seem to like it. I think it could be beneficial to us both if you join the campaign. When news breaks in the tri-state area or the world, you'll hear it here on WCBS New York. Speculation swirling today in New Hampshire that Congressman Thomas Donilon will be announcing a run for President of the United States. Donilon, a moderate Republican from Pennsylvania, is considered a long shot in a field already packed with other contenders for the Republican nomination. Congressman, here's the final draft for your announcement. You got my notes? I did, sir. Here's the new draft. Each draft has its own color, so this is the latest, which is blue. The campaign staff is huddled around the candidate in a private plane at a regional airport outside Concord, New Hampshire. They've just arrived from South Carolina, where I joined them for the flight up north. 
The congressman's staff is smaller than you'd imagine. There's the campaign manager, Tack, who's relatively young to run a presidential campaign, but is known for his intelligence, but also his self-destructive personal life. There's K.J. Jameson. She's the media director. She's driven, beautiful, and organized to the point of OCD. And then the speechwriter, Cole Grainer, who's 27 years old and has a sharpness about him that often brings him into conflict with older members of the campaign staff. I took another pass at the infrastructure section. No one cares about that shit. You mentioned Reagan? You mentioned Reagan? Hank, I sent you a copy last night. No, I didn't read it. Does it mention Reagan? Second paragraph. Good. That loud voice you hear is Hank Olson. He's Congressman Donlin's senior advisor. He's brilliant and aggressive and, well, brilliant, but also old school. He's a veteran of six presidential campaigns, and Olson understands better than most the challenges of winning the New Hampshire primary. He's won it twice before, in the 90s, but his problems with alcohol have led him to this moment, working on the campaign of a second-tier candidate. He's sober. Now his addiction is crossword puzzles, which he's usually working on so he doesn't have to look you in the eye as he dismisses your point. Good. Get to Reagan early. Most of the Republicans in this state think he's a god who ended the Cold War with one sentence in Berlin. But the other half hate him. Not in our primary. You forgot which side you're on. Who's this? I'm JD. I'm following the campaign. I'll be doing like a weekly podcast for, you know, if you need Stay away from me. We'll be fine. I mean, the Donilon campaign stumbled right out the gate on the day they announced he was running. This is Roberta Weston a reporter I met on the campaign from the New Hampshire Courier. She's one of those jaded but hilarious local reporters who's been around for 30 years and covered eight different New Hampshire primaries. They had actually landed a huge endorsement from Karen Helton, the senator from New Hampshire, to introduce and endorse Donilon. She was very popular, so that was a very big get for the campaign. It could have established them in the state as a real threat to Romney. But then... Well, it all went to complete shit. Congressman, we'll head to the office, meet the volunteers and local supporters, then we should do a run-through with Senator Helton, go over her endorsement, and then we'll caravan to the State House at noon. The announcement will still be in today's news cycle. Cole, did Helton's people see the revisions? I sent it over yesterday. I haven't heard back. Really? That's odd. I'll call over there. How many people know about Helton endorsing me? We gave the courier exclusivity, but it's embargoed till just before you take the stage. Fox is going live and has been teasing your presidential bid all weekend, and. Helton's doing hardball right after the event. Matthews called you the anti-Santorum last night. You say it like it's a good thing. Because it is. We can't go to the right of Santorum without a rally in Nuremberg. Let's just make sure we have a lot of people there for the announcement. I don't want it to look empty. It won't. We have a couple hundred confirmed, and we're trying to make a deal with a high school for some students. They want 10,000 bucks. 10,000? They don't want students used as political set dressing. For anything less than 10,000. New Hampshire, once you announce, nothing is free. Hey guys, so I just talked to Helton's people. We need to make some changes to the announcement. We're five hours out, tell them no. That's not gonna work. Why not? Because she just endorsed Romney. So, I'm in Powers Correctional Facility near Dayton, Ohio. I'm meeting with Cole Grainer, the speechwriter for the Donlin campaign. Cole's in prison for, well, we'll get to that later. Uh, well, having the person who's about to endorse you at your first campaign rally endorse someone else less than three hours before is, you know, less than ideal. Or were you panicked? Panicked is a, is a good way to describe it. Yeah, it was... Chaos. It felt like we just had this bomb dropped on us and we need to start finding bodies. So we had, we had two real options to replace the health endorsement. The governor of the state, 
John Vickers, who was very popular, but considered more of a, a moderate bordering on independent, and State Senator Kevin Murphy, who none of us liked except for Olson. Murphy was more conservative, like this live free or die type. You ran on a platform of more guns, less abortions, period. Not a very nuanced guy, but he won. So, so those were our choices, and, and you know, we only had a couple of hours to decide. 30 minutes after losing Senator Helton's endorsement, Tack, Cole, KJ, and Hank Olson are discussing the alternatives with the congressman in the campaign office. Let's have Governor Vickers do the intro. He's already your state chair and very popular. He won the last election by 20. He won with half his votes coming from Democrats and independents. Which will establish you as a moderate alternative to Santorum. Yoga Republicans don't write checks. Evangelicals do, and Murphy is going to bring money with him. Also, we don't know what the governor is going to do with the trips case. Okay, well, before we go any further, we should probably talk about the case of Justin Tripps. We have breaking news right now. Tragedy today when a senior at Falcon High School in Plymouth was shot to death in his classroom. And there are people running, possibly victims involved. 25 shot fired. Witnesses tell ABC5 that another student walked into a classroom and shot the victim five times in the chest and then dropped his gun and put his hands up. This was in 2002. Justin Tripps walked into his high school algebra class and killed another student. Justin claimed that he had been bullied by the student and that he just couldn't take it anymore. So he went to his father's house, got a gun, and returned to the school. The jury convicted him of first-degree murder and sentenced him to death. And for 10 years, he was the only person on New Hampshire's death row, but was scheduled to be executed in late 2011. However, there was a lot of doubt as to whether Governor Vickers would allow the execution to proceed. So we have no idea what he's going to do, Tech? I don't think he'll commute the sentence. It would be political suicide while he's up for re-election in November. But if he does, we're tied to him. You own the media on two days of the presidential campaign, when you announce and when you end. Let's not have that be the same day. Murphy is a safe choice, expands our base. I think he sends the wrong message. Murphy has got strong ties to the churches up north. We'll see a bump in fundraising immediately. What about the voters who think we've got bigger problems in prayer in school? Right. And Murphy's an ass. It's about the votes he can deliver and the money he can raise, period. As much as I appreciate the punctuation, Hank, am I the only one who thinks Murphy sends the wrong message as to what this campaign is about, question mark? Tech, you're right. But we said two months ago we have to find ways to get more people into the tent. I don't love Murphy either, but we can't deny he opens a lot of doors for us. Let's go with Murphy for the intro. I think that was sort of a canary in the coal mine moment for a lot of us, but... Um... Not Tack. He was blinded by running a presidential campaign. But for the rest of us, we'd all signed up to work for a moderate Republican who was liberal on things like gay marriage and abortion. But as the announcements started getting closer, I think Donovan and Olson didn't see a way to get out of the primary without turning towards the far right. Yeah, but State Senator Murphy didn't give the introduction that day. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Tack is if, if he thinks you're making a mistake, he'll just keep pushing you till he proves it. He's relentless. Tack walked out of that meeting with Donlin and went straight towards the pit, the large area in the center of the campaign office where most of the volunteers and staffers congregate. He talked to Allie McClintock, the head of social media who worked on the Samuels campaign in Wisconsin. She's sort of a nerd hipster who wears Sailor Moon shirts and is on social media platforms you've never heard of. Allie, you busy? Well, we just tapped the third keg, and Ben and I are about to hotbox the conference room. Wonderful. We need a background check on State Senator Murphy. I need it to be thorough. If he spoke to his kid's elementary school class, I want to see a transcript. Why? Wilson is pitching him to endorse Donald this afternoon. Really? Wasn't Himmler available? Ah, oh, we already did that joke. Yeah, I wasn't there. 
Okay, I'll get into it. There are people who either help your campaign or hurt your campaign. And State Senator Murphy? Can end your career. So Donlin chose Murphy over the governor against most of his staff's advice. Yeah. And what was awkward was 10 minutes later, the governor showed up at the campaign office. Tack, um, you should come to the front desk. Why? Governor Vickers and his daughter are here. Shit. Why? Uh, because he's our state chair and we're announcing today? No, I don't think the governor just happened to show up at that moment. This is Roberta Weston, the reporter from The Courier again. You don't get reelected twice in this state without seizing opportunities when they come your way. The governor knew that Helton had flipped and endorsed Romney and that they would need someone else to give the intro. Governor. Congressman. Congressman Donlin walked out of that office and embraced the governor with such kindness that no one could have guessed that he had just passed over his good friend for State Senator Murphy. Tack Davis. You know, last time I saw you, you were a teenager with long hair and a hangover. Well, I cut the hair. Good. You looked like a sorority girl when I met you. No, no. I'm Mary Vickers. My father was John Vickers, the governor of New Hampshire in 2011. Thanks for doing this, Mary. Okay, let's go to the beginning. Do you remember the day that Donlin was going to announce? I do. I, to be honest, I didn't think Donlin had much of a chance, but my father and him had known each other for 20 years, and my dad was very loyal to a fault. There was no chance that Donlin could beat Romney in New Hampshire, who, by the way, owned a house on Winnipesaukee. But your family somehow also knew Tech Davis, Donlin's campaign manager. Yeah, we knew each other. I knew him as Chris Davis, but yeah, we knew each other. Tech's father ran my first campaign for state assembly in 98. We won by 25, 25 votes. votes. Yes. His father drove the bus himself to an old folks home to pick up some supporters. See, where is your dad? He's working for Santorum. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Mary, come here. You remember Tech? Mary, is it okay if we talk about you and Tech? It's fine. Uh, we dated when we were teenagers. I hadn't seen him for 20 years, so it was awkward. Uh, also, I was there with my fiance. Oh, this is Brian Glass, my chief of staff. You're Tech Davis from Battleground. Oh, oh holy shit, I love that documentary. Oh, holy shit, I, I thought you were a Democrat. I don't really have a party. Yeah, not anymore, that's for sure. You must have been tired of losing, huh? <laughs> Welcome to our side. Oh, shit, I gotta take this. Excuse me. Yellow. Brian started as an intern. He'll be governor before he's 40. Or in rehab. Well, <laughs> uh... Hey, John, I was actually gonna call you. You got a few minutes to talk in my office? Of course. Mary, give me a few minutes and tack. Don't leave her at the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, Dad. No. I, I gotta be honest, Mary. I, I don't actually know what your father is referencing here. When Tax father D-Day was working on my father's first campaign, Tack and I started hanging out and dating. And there was a party up at Eagles Lake that we went to with a bunch of friends. He left to go pick up some food, and, and he never came back. I want to apologize. No, it was 20 years ago. You deserved better. I did. You look great. Aren't you married, Chris, or Tack, or whatever your name is? You can call me Tack if you want. And all I said is you look great. Mm, Tack, your charm doesn't work with every woman. Yeah, it works with a lot of them. Mm, it didn't work with Helton. Ow! Okay, you got me about that. Donalyn's not going to have my dad do the intro, is he? No. Because of the trip case? That's part of it. What do you think your dad's gonna do? I don't think he's going to commute the sentence, and so I think a kid who was standing up to a bully is gonna die by lethal injection. I try to stay out of it. Who's going to do the intro? State Senator Murphy. 
Really? Really, Tack? I tried to convince the congressman that wasn't a great idea. Murphy will use you to get national coverage, and three months from now, he will endorse Santorum or Romney or whoever he thinks can win. He's a bad guy, Tack. I know. He's an ass. No, it's not just that, Tack. He told a newspaper that my mom wasn't actually sick. We were just doing it for the sympathy vote. Uh, she had died two years earlier. My father was governor. He took a leave of absence to help her after she got a liver transplant, but it hadn't taken. She ended up just getting an infection, and she passed. There was a state funeral. Murphy was the only one from the legislature that did not come. Your mom was great. I still have that Red Sox hat she gave me. Yeah, she, she was. Be careful with Murphy. And Tack, if your guy wants someone like Murphy's endorsement, then he may not be the candidate you think he is. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but Tack, I need to show you something. Thanks, Allie. Um, it's okay. I gotta go find Brian. It was good seeing you, Mary. Hey, and what's the deal with that Brian guy anyway? He seems like one of those. He's dude. my fiance. He's really great. Congratulations. Goodbye, Tack. Allie, what do you got for me? State Senator Murphy did a video chat with a conservative blog called Red, White, and Red. Uh-oh. He said he supports racial profiling at airports because, well, let me just play it for you. Look, Muslims don't want peace. We all know that. They want to destroy our way of life. Shit. He also said mosques are training grounds for terrorists. Okay. All right, let's get this to Olson. We'll be back to the podcast after this message. There's something I need to tell you. I am not who I say I am. I'm not a doctor and my name is not Alexis Bonnard. I have stolen someone's life. It is a choice I made to save my daughter. And I've made a lot of mistakes doing this job. The one mistake I cannot make is letting you tell anyone my secret. I'm sorry. Miss Diagnosis, Saturday nights on UK3. Welcome back to the World at Large podcast. The candidate Congressman Thomas Donlan was not having a great first day. He had lost his first big endorsement three hours before he was about to announce, and then his campaign found out that the backup had been recorded saying some racially insensitive comments about Muslims to a conservative blog. I wanted to ask Hank Olson, the senior advisor, about what it was like at that time, but he's a hard guy to get a hold of now. He runs a political consulting firm with Roger Stone in D.C. and has an answering machine in his office that appears to be 30 years old. You've reached Hank's office. What do you want? Hey, Hank. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, my name is J.D. Walsh, and I worked on the Donlin campaign in New Hampshire with you back in 2011. Um, uh, I'm doing a podcast, sort of a radio show type thing about the campaign, and I'm, uh, I'm uh, well, I'm Yeah, not the greatest that. message I've ever left for an interview, but a month went by and he did call back. His assistant connected us while Hank was in the middle of a campaign stop in Bain, Alabama. The audio is not great because I had to record the call on my son's iPhone. This is Hank. Oh, hi, Mr. Olson. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember me. I remember. Uh, well, uh, thanks for calling me back. I, I, I just wanted to ask you a few questions about the Donald campaign. Um, are, you, are you still there? What's your question? Do, do, do you remember the day that you were going to announce that you guys chose Congressman Murphy to do the introduction? He didn't do the intro. Yeah, no, I, I know he didn't. Uh, but 
Do you remember why that decision was made in the first place? I'm sorry, I, I don't have time. I'm on my way to the farmer's market. I, I don't remember why. I'm sure it's because I'm terrible at my job and I don't know what I'm doing. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Okay, well then, I gotta get going, so good luck on your iPod show. Listening to that, you would think Hank would never call me again, but oddly he did call me back, but we'll get to that down the line. After Tack listened to Murphy's recording, he played it for Hank in the hallway. Congressman Donlin had just told the governor the bad news that he wouldn't be doing the intro. Damn it. Okay. Okay. You know, it might play in New Hampshire, but once we go national, we'll get killed. Let's go back to Governor Vickers. He's still in the parking lot. His moderate base are the same voters were at. I don't think it increases the tent, but we're two hours out. We don't have a choice. Congressman, uh, Ali just found a quote by Murphy. So here's how I see it when it comes to security. Now, we have to be selective, and let's be honest. Dark-skinned Muslims are the one hijacking planes, not Christians. Who says shit like this? If we're going to go with the governor, we have to pull the trigger now. He's getting into his car. It's a risk. He commutes that death penalty. We'll pay for it. I talked to the daughter. She said he's going to allow the state to carry out the execution. Okay. I better catch the governor. We are now running towards the governor's motorcade. Uh, the congressman is faster than I thought. Governor! Governor! We made a mistake. Would you do the introduction today? <laughs> hey, KJ, thanks for taking my call. It's no problem. Okay, so you were the media director for the Donlin campaign back in 2011. For about two weeks. So I wanted to ask you about the day that Donlin announced he was running for president. Yes. Um, honestly, I wanted it to all work out. I loved working with all those people. Tack, Cole, Ben, Lindsay. But, but there's something about Donlin that I didn't think was um, authentic. Like John Edwards. Looks the part, says the right things, but you're just not sure if he believes what he's saying or trying to sell you a timeshare. And so you decided to talk to Tack just before the announcement. I've been offered a job in Chicago, and I'm going to take it. It's a great opportunity. It's more than that, isn't it? KJ Murphy's not doing the intro. We got what we wanted. It doesn't matter, Tack. The fact that Donalyn wanted him to do the intro is enough for me to realize this isn't somebody I want to support. It was one guy, Olsen, pushing for that, not the candidate. But he listens to Olsen. Tack. You're so blinded that Donalyn might win, you haven't asked if he should. <laughs> what, because he's Republican? Well, you think I just realized that? There are some great Republicans out there. I just don't know if Donalyn is one of them. <sighs> okay. Fine. Good luck, KJ. I gotta go. I don't think Donalyn is the real deal. Jack! I'm sorry to interrupt, but I thought you should know that State Senator Murphy is in your office. Okay. Thank you, Ben. KJ, I gotta take care of this. Thank you for your concern, okay? Good luck. Was that hard for you, KJ, to leave the campaign? Not really. I knew it was the right thing to do. It was hard leaving the people I cared for, and, and I honestly cared about Tack. But watching a person drive towards a cliff and you can't stop them no matter what you say, eventually you just turn away. I wish I had been wrong. But let's not forget about State Senator Murphy, the local politician who the candidate had tapped to endorse him before Ali found that tape of his interview. Murphy is overweight, sunburned white, and likes the sound of his own voice. 
His bluster has gotten him re-elected three times in the conservative southern part of the state. He's the type who gets frustrated with what he considers the sissification of America. And you'll be surprised to know he turned down my request to interview him for this program. But what does matter is I was able to record his conversation with Tack. What the hell's going on around here? I get a call that Donald wants me to introduce him, then another. Yeah, you're not doing the intro. Muslims don't want peace. They want to destroy our way of life. I said that a month after 9-11. I don't care if you said it as the second tower fell. It's racist. Jesus. My point was we should be patting down old ladies and babies at the airport and ignoring the real threats. Nothing better than speaking code. I feel like I'm listening to Hannity without the gold commercials. Uh, that's, that's really funny. Hey, you know what's funnier? When I endorse Santorum and you're stuck in single digits hoping to be invited to a debate. <laughs> that's funny. And when you lose, what then, Tack? Democrats are never going to hire you, and Republicans will think you're a hack. Of course, you could go back to getting coffee for your pop, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. Good luck, buddy. Hey, JD? Yeah? You get all that? I did. Good. You can use all of it, even the part about me working for my dad. People need to know who that asshole is. Cole, tell me what was happening in the car on the way to Donald's announcement. Uh, we were going over the speech, and I remember the governor was having a hard time. He was a little older. Uh, also, he'd just seen the speech for the first time, maybe 10 minutes earlier, but it wasn't going well at all. We must state our independence as to state independent are states that are... No, no, no. Uh, it's okay, governor. It's um, let us state our independence as an independent state. You want, you want to hit state. Each time. Right. Yeah. All right. State our independence. All right. Okay. Let, let me get my glasses. Oh, Dad, your glasses are on your head. Oh, thank you. It looked like it was going to be an unmitigated disaster. He was confused, disoriented. Honestly, it was hard to watch. Mary, oh, what's his name again? That's Cole, Dad. Oh, well, looks like we're all here. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, Governor, maybe maybe we should just um, take a few minutes and let's just keep running the speech a few times. Cole, you want me to say let us state our independence as an independent state, right? I think I got this, young man. <laughs> uh, you guys were just messing with me? Well, yeah. Cool. Hold on to these glasses, all right, while I go kick the shit out of this damn speech. <laughs> Good. They got me. They, I really, I, I thought he was losing it, but he was just making me sweat. Yeah, he had, the, he had the speech down, and he was just having fun to make me nervous. I mean, obviously, he had the speech down. Maybe too well. I mean, you know what happened. Ours was a state built on the ideals of a people who fought against the status quo. We must honor them by refusing to let the loudest and angriest among us define our future. Mary, at the time, how did you think this speech was going for your father? You know, I knew it was going well. I think it's just one of those moments where everything just comes together. We must state our independence as an independent state. That is true freedom. That fight doesn't start tomorrow or next week. That fight starts now. When you ask somebody to do a speech, you hope it goes well. You you know you hope for Barack Obama, DNC in 2004. You never think that it could go too well. It's funny how one quick moment in a speech can alter everything that happens after. We need a president who tells government to get out of our way. Okay, well, I am curious, how did Congressman Donlan's speech go after that? Oh, who cares? You, you don't want the opening to be better than the headliner. 
I mean, I think it was fine, but all the press wanted to talk about after that was how the crowd wanted Vickers to run. No one covers New Hampshire like we do. Now, WMUR News 9 at 6. And breaking news now out of Bristol. Startling moments today at what was supposed to be the start of Congressman Tom Donilon's run for the presidency. We need a president who tells our government to get out of our way. Will he run? Speculation swirling today around New Hampshire Governor John Vickers as a possible Republican candidate for president. What I couldn't have known was what started with that call from TAC in September of 2011 would eventually give me a front row seat to the historic upset in the presidential election of 2016. And this podcast is my attempt to put together the events of the last six years to see what went wrong. The campaigns that I would follow TAC through would not only alter history, but also lead to the death of someone I admired and the imprisonment of an innocent man. I want to thank everyone who ever posted about the Hulu show in the last five years. Everything you wrote, I read. You are the reason why we're doing a second season. There are some costs to doing the show, so if you'd like more episodes, please go to Battleground Podcast at GoFundMe.com. Help support the show. We have some fun incentives up there, including being able to be in the podcast or attend a taping. Also, please rate the show on iTunes and post about it. It's the only way that we're going to get the word out. A lot of people help me make this podcast happen, so I'm going to have my kids read their names. I told them that if they could do it in 30 seconds, then each of them would get an ice cream sandwich. I'm not joking. If you can get through all the names in 30 seconds, then you all get ice cream sandwiches. Okay? You're evil. Yeah. What if we don't get an ice cream sandwich? No ice cream sandwich. Can we say them at different times? Like, yeah. yeah. At the same time? Stop! I'm gonna stop bibbling! Stop bibbling! Microwave. The guy's your home. Hey, Jay Hayden. Elizabeth Triplett. Lindsay Payne. Ben Samuels. Jefferson. Um, Deirdre Walsh, Let's Medlin. Ellen Bumfield, <laughs> Justin Abelka, Alison Allison Becker, Terry Reeves, Ella Walsh, Charlotte Walsh, Jerry Lambert, Maureen Casey, Andrew Hawtrey, Lee Becker, Renee Miller, Cricket Daniel, Danny Danning, Nina Nogmi, Nog Nate Miller, Phil Lorkin, uh, Reese's, <laughs> Reese, Nate Gray. Gray. Kristen Sanders, Robert Lynch, Thomas Bonnet, Nathan Schultz, Catherine James, Fiona Duncan, Quinlan Walsh. Yay, you said my name. Okay, you guys, uh, that took uh, 45 seconds. Ouch.